Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt, and today we discuss personal Mandela effects with the author, Anthony Santususo. Mandela effects is a pop culture word for changes in our physical reality that are different or no longer exist from when we last interacted with it, such as the contradictory memories memories of Nelson Mandela dying in prison or Nelson Mandela dying a couple years ago as the president of South Africa. So with that, Anthony, welcome to Macabre Chakras. Oh, thank you, Vaughn. Thank you for having me on. Oh, I love it. This is one of my favorite, favorite topics in metaphysics is um, shifts in our reality based off our consciousness. So uh, I've written quite a bit of books about consciousness in Buddhism, and I love hearing another book author provide um, their insights in their own personal Mandela effects as well. So before we dig into your work, can you tell us your story for how you got into this in the first place? The Mandela effect? Wow. Um, or reality shifts, well, was, whatever you want to call it. Well, it was uh, it was, well, like back in 2015, I started to have a bunch of experiences after I had an impalement experience. What, what happened with uh, the impalement? Um, I, uh, it's very descriptive in the book. I, I just, um, everything was synchronistic. Everything had to happen the way it happened for me to fall straight down like a board and hit a glass table. Um, my chin hit the ground, but it shouldn't have. And I realized something was trying to get out my back. And I don't know how long I stayed on all fours. Um, but eventually I just said, all right, you're going to lose a lot of blood. You got to uh, just hurry up and get to a phone and don't lose consciousness. This is the address. And I finally just pushed myself up and turned on the light, which it was pitch black. And I think that does have something to do with it, that I wasn't aware that I should have died. Um, when I, after I put the light on, uh, you know, I ripped my t-shirt off. The light was blinding me and uh, the, the thing that I impaled myself on was behind another table where I, the day before I said, well, I should move that because somebody could get hurt. Um, after that, a couple of weeks went by where I was, you know, I just got, it was a voluntary layoff at work. I was pretty much zombified walking around trying to figure out what happened because I'm like, I know what I remember. And at the time, it was a lot stronger. I mean, it's been it's become weaker over the years. But I remember how strong the memory was of the, the whole entire incident. And um, I just deduced from it that, I mean, and not right away. I mean, this took years. Like that first two weeks, I just walked around and looking on YouTube and stayed in my robe. I, I you know didn't understand why I wasn't dead. Um, 
the the that for that whole two weeks it was just foggy i would go out in the backyard and it was just a complete fog and i'd be like waiting for a sign to flash up to say please excuse us while we change your reality i was reading up on the mandela effect at the time um i wasn't really totally affected um but after the impalement and i started reading then all of a sudden i was affected so what did, what did you impale? What did you impale? Like, what did the, like... My, right my heart, right here. Your heart. Right where my heart used to be. At the time, the heart was here. Two weeks later, I discovered that the heart moved, which is a Mandela effect. The heart moved for me and for many others. It used to be here, and mm. now it's here, smaller and protected by the ribs, like it should be. I mean, but before, it really wasn't as protected, and it was smaller, and it was more to the left. Right, right, um, like, right. So, like... When I was growing up, um, when you say the Pledge of Allegiance in school, they say, put your hand over your heart, cross over your heart, and say the Pledge of Allegiance. And I did that all through grade school, high school. They put your hand over your heart, exactly the spot that you are, are doing, not put your hand over the middle of your chest and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. And we still do that now where we tell children, put your hand over here. But we don't say put it over your heart anymore. Right. So Strange. exactly. Mm -hmm. that was, so that, in a way, I guess, was probably the first Mandela effect that affected me. But I didn't really. There was a video I saw. It was about um, Sex in the City and um, a couple others that I was like, I have absolutely not. You know, and I watched the video and I'm like, whoa, maybe there's something to this because. I didn't get the Berenstein Bear one. I've seen it before the impalement. The impalement. I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, Berenstein Bear. I said, wait, now, before the Berenstein Bears, I never heard of them. After the impalement and then and the Berenstein Bears, I'm looking at it going, wait a minute, I do remember them. I just assume when I lived in Pittsburgh, I guess it was uh, 2011, 2000, right before 2012. Um, I came across these ch children's books in Borders, and I'm like, why am I staring at these books? So it's a new children's book, big deal. I wasn't looking at the spelling. It just, it was one of those moments where I just stared. And I've caught that, and I mentioned it in my book, I believe that there's a quite a few times where I will just stare at something, and now I'm realizing, whoa, something's different, or there's a change, or something's wrong, or maybe something just shifted. I don't know what it is, but the staring... I think the ringing also has something ringing in the ears that a lot of people talk about has something to do with it. Um, uh, but that back in 2012, when I saw them, I blew it off. And then, you know, three years later, everybody's talking about the, the spelling of the name Berenstein Bears changed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It changed. I, that doesn't affect me. And then I looked it up, and they've been around since 1962. Uh, my daughter told me I read the books to her, and I'm like, absolutely not. These things just popped up for me. I never heard of them. Um, and that that's really strange. I mean, I would have read them to my – she read every book under the sun when she was a kid. So, yeah. Um, then I just started to investigate the Mandela effect um, throughout 15, I on to the Mandela Effect site.com uh, site, the site that Fiona Broom put out. I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, what's going on there. I don't even know if the site's still up. But at one point, Fiona um, 
commented and said, you have the most comments on this site. She's had it up since, I guess, I don't even know what, 2011 maybe, uh, 2010, she might have had it up since. There were nine threads when I got to that site since 2010. From, I think it was August 2015 when I signed up for the site and started to read every single line. Um, from then until January, there were 15 uh, threads. Okay, so it doubled in that short amount of time. Um, during that time, when I was reading that, I absolutely recall the evil leaving my body as I sat there in, in a corner because my computer broke down and I'd sit there in a corner on my phone reading these threads and I can, I could feel the evil leave and I can feel it looking at, I could feel it looking over my shoulder to see what I was reading. Um, at night, it was creepy. I was excited for it. I, don't get me wrong because I, I would wake up in the morning. I remember this clearly. I'd wake up in the morning. It was a 24-hour day would be three to five hours sleep, one meal, and me reading threads and just trying to meditate, reading threads and, and just laying still and just being, just, just constantly, constantly meditating. I, I never even realized that I'm sitting here reminiscing it now. And it had to be two, three weeks of that, just constantly reading. And then it would start to get dark and I would get so excited because I know, I knew it was just going to be a lot of anxiousness. Um, I knew I was going to be sitting in the corner of the room watching the shadows and, and just, I just knew it. I looked forward to it. Uh, one of those times I recall, I hope I put this in the book. I was looking at a video on my phone from YouTube and I was looking up the wall because the wall kept coming up, just the word, the wall. And I'm like, well, let me look it up and see what happens. Well, this black screen pops up and it's all staticky. And this man's voice is coming through going, this is a, this is, um, I, I don't know this verbatim, but this is, uh, a crack in reality we call it the wall and i said oh my god and i had to use the bathroom so i hit pause i put the phone down i run to the bathroom i come back when i come back to my phone it's not there it's not in my history it's nowhere it doesn't exist and i'm just like well what was that i was okay, at the time i was so first explain what the wall like the what did the what did the video entail this you know this wall that one that that, that video that disappeared mm -hmm. honestly it was 15 seconds of me listening to it it was a black screen it was just a crackling i could hear static and i kept trying to listen and i could hear this man's voice coming through saying something to the effect that what we call this and i was studying mandala effect so i'm assuming that's what they were talking about or whatever it was we call it the wall it's a crack in reality or some or, or something. And then that brought me to the album, The Wall, at which changed, changes for me even now. The whole first side of the album will say for me, you're just another break in the wall. It doesn't say brick in the wall. It, when I listen to it, it says you're just another break in the wall. And some other people have heard break. The first time they say it, Sometimes people hear. Who's break. the artist? Who's the artist? Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Okay. All right. 
Pink, Pink Floyd, the album The Wall, the whole first side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a very pretty popular song. All in all, you're just in uh, world. Uh, you're you're just in. A, see, I'm saying it the way I hear it now, which is not the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody doesn't hear it that way, though. I've had people in the car sit next to me and hear it one way, and I hear it. You're just another break in the wall, and it, you know, that's not the words. Um. From there, from there, I, you know, and that it was the same CD. It was a, see, that's the other thing. It was a CD that I made, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. You know that. I don't even know if I still have that. That would be interesting to find. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a, a quick, quick questions to clarify some things for people. So, when you had your, I don't know if it's a near death experience or you had your uh, impalement I would, I into your heart. Okay, but when you had your your traumatic um, injury where you got, got impaled okay. in the heart and then you woke up out of this this experience, you said that you had a ringing a ringing in the ear. Did you ever had a ringing in the ear before? Um, I didn't. I don't know about the ringing in the ear there. If it sounded like I said that I had a ringing in the ear when that happened, that that's not true. Um, I've had ringing in my ear my whole life. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, before so, and after, before and after. So the ringing, the ringing in the ear, do you have, te- do you ever look to see if you have some kind of like tendonitis or something like that? I, I do not. I do not. You have do not. That. Okay. Because, because you've had, you've had, um, hearing, uh, tests and you, you come clear, clean. So well, the ringing, no, but... no, okay. <laughs> the ringing in the ears, <laughs> is it getting louder at times or is it, what is it a consistent timing or, you know, can you Funny explain you that further? That. It, it's different. It, it's different every time. Um, well, I, when I say every time now, I'm at, I mean in packs and like, I'll say last week, I heard it three times. I have not heard it all this week. One time the ringing came in and I mentally blocked it out. And another ring came over top of it, covering it. And that one came in. Other times, instead of trying to block it, I've accepted it. Um, I don't know what it is. You know, so I'm, I don't know if it has anything to do with the Mandela effect or not. Um, I I have uh, suspicions of what I think is going on. I mean, I think it's good, good, very good possibility. We're in some sort of simulation. And right. uh, the, the creator is uh, making adjustments, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, t- f- tuning, tuning. Um, so tuning the question, yeah, tuning up the reality. So the question with the ringing is I hear this a lot with people, too. And I get this as well. And I have had my hearing um, tested many times throughout my life, recently and in the past. And I've always had really good hearing. Um, and uh, it, 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 it. Nobody else can hear it. Some people can hear it. But nobody else can hear it. But it is kind of like a high pitch frequency, but it doesn't hurt your ears. Um, mm-hmm. It's just this high pitch silent frequency, um, kind of like the like when somebody uh, blows the, that um, for dogs, they, they blow the uh, yeah. the silent ringing, and and a dog can hear it, and it and it you know kind of start startles them. It's like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm I'm a dog sometimes when I hear that ringing because I'm like, is anybody else hearing this? So, but the question yeah, with the what's going on. yeah yeah, yeah it but the question and the ringing the ringing is a a certain frequency that only certain people can 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 pick up. Now, um, 
my husband is in music as well. I see you have some music stuff there too. And he has tested my hearing and um, there's certain uh, decimals that goes up to. And he stops at uh, maybe like nine, 10. I'm going up to 16. And then at 16, I'm like, stop it, stop it. And I'm screaming because it, 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 it's hurting my, it's hurting my ears. It's hurting is it, making me want to jump out. And he's going, I haven't heard anything since nine. I, I, what are wow. you hearing? And so, so I know the difference between my husband and I is that I pick up higher frequencies, silent frequencies um, that other people are not picking up. So the question I always ask somebody when they pick up these silent higher frequencies is does something happen to you in your reality afterwards? I mean, is there some kind of thing that we can go okay well this is typically what happens after that besides but i've tried to pay attention frequency. to that i've tried to pay attention to that and i can honestly say no i really don't think anything is different um it's not like i i see a ring i hear the ringing and then pick up a mandela effect or anything like that um so no i and i just there's not for me anyway okay so because that has been that is is a constant thing that some people would pick up higher frequencies and we know in um, buddhism that reality is fine-tuned based off the of frequency so um a lower you know it's kind of like um and i, I related to buddhism because this is buddhism in fifth dimension but it's all the same it's all mm -hmm. metaphysics but um it's a different perspective on to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's a different perspective on reality but um anyways so in um, in Buddhism, when there's these there's different tones, and certain people of certain consciousness can pick up higher tones, um, what they do with it is is different. But the thing is that um, it's like when you're looking at a TV, the higher the resolution, the clearer and crisper the reality. So someone who is of a higher frequency and picks up these silent higher tunes may be picking up a crisper cleaner reality because reality is just perception of how, how we see it so somebody of lower frequency will see not see as much but somebody of higher frequency will see more such as the changes in physical reality you see it, it's a pic picture quality kind of thing i think that definitely goes along with some of the thoughts i've been having uh recently um what have you had not even recently. I've even done some videos on it. As far as, from my perspective, I'm the only one here, and everyone else is just an aspect of who they would be had they lived in this reality of mine. And, you know, same goes for you. From your perspective, you're truly the only one here, and everyone is just an aspect of what they are. I mean, and that stems from the de the impalement, the death experience, or, or that me thinking I should have died. The only reason I remember that is because it was pitch black. I don't believe. I didn't believe it. So I remembered the experience, even though it didn't happen in the reality my consciousness shifted into. It shifted into the next reality that I could handle, I guess. Uh, it probably didn't matter at that time. But see, I don't know. Did I shift into a reality where a lot of people were starting to notice it? Um, you know, I was looking at volcano information then. I'm quite sure a volcano went off that was in Colorado. Well, there's, where it was at, there's no... There's no volcano in this timeline, in this reality, where I remember a volcano possibly about to go off. 
I thought was, hey, maybe it went off and all these people have now shifted into another reality. Um, yeah. I, just an idea, just a thought, because, you know, it wasn't, a, there was nothing online. Nothing was going on. Then all of a sudden, boom. And it, and it wasn't a lot of people back then, as I recall. There might have been only been three or four people doing Mandela Effect videos back in 15. Um, it was just starting to grow. 16, it blew up with the whole JFK thing that came out. With, with that uh, Mandela effect, that's, you know. Yeah, four seeds or that's, six that's seeds. Yeah. One. Yeah, that's a pretty big one because that's, that's, that's not saying, ah, oh, they, they took a dash out of Coke or Kit Kat no longer has a dash or, you know, Stouffer, stovetop stuffing. Yeah. Everybody knows it was stovetop Stouffer's. I mean, please. But, but that, so what? Not just so what? Maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> but with the JFK thing, uh, you know, first off, too many people remember four. So many remember three and five. Some um, people, three I, and five. Who I remembers three and five? All I remember four. All the time at the bar. I, I do Mandela trivia at the bar. And a lot of people say three. A lot of people say five. Most people say four. And every once in a while, you get an NPC that's got to chime in. Oh, there's six. <laughs> yes. And, uh, so let me ask you, let, let's, let's compare some um, some personal experiences because, you know, changes in commercial logos are common. One that many people can relate to. However, it's the personal Mandela effect in your personal life and changes in your history that can give people kind of a spiritual crisis because it's no longer commercial. It's like, oh my God, now all of a sudden somebody in my family or somebody I know has less children or more children than I remember them having, et cetera, et cetera. It's like the personal experiences. But um, you know, before we get into the personal experiences, I want you to clarify for us the evil because um, when you had your impalement incident you said that you felt like the evil was coming out of you and looking at you yeah, explain that it, please and now now i would word it as like just negative energy leaving my body mm. I, I don't necessarily would think it was evil because what now what was looking over my shoulder i could feel something i could feel other things watching me i that to me may that may have been evil i, I don't know um but when 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 the release was coming, that wasn't, I wasn't necessarily evil leaving my body, but that was just negativity. Mm. I just started to feel freer. Um, I really started to, my whole paradigm changed. The whole, um, all the information that was coming in, I'm not going to turn this into a, a, another topic, but. No, we can. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, it didn't matter because I realized it couldn't be proved to me either way. I just took everybody's word for everything, and that's that's when it snapped. I, I decided, no, I'm not going to take anybody's word for anything anymore. Something that you completely believe in totally 100% and have that be totally false or you don't know. And, and then, and that's when you, you go, Whoa, wait a minute. I, I truly 100% believe that 100%. And, and it's not, it might not be real. It might not be possible or it's not true. That's going to snap you back. That's going to snap you into, I, I don't know, it might make you crazy. It might give you, you know, it might, that's all these people in, so you talk of Mandela effect, I'm getting off topic a little bit, but all these people in hospitals with Alzheimer's and memory problems, hey, guess what? These people are experiencing the Mandela effect probably on a bigger level where things are totally changing. 
And like, that's why they don't remember people and they don't remember their own family. And, oh, we just give them medication and throw them in a hospital. You know, I, it's pretty awful. Yeah, it is a possibility. Now, the thing is, the thing is, you know, when I know in, um, in metaphysical terms, related to Buddhism, because that's what I know best. But in metaphysical mm-hmm. terms, um, and everybody can relate to this, when you raise your frequency and you raise your energy level, and you're picking up these higher energies, um, all those negative emotions, um, those thought processes that are negative, they cannot go up there with you. They they get released. They kind of get shedded out for you because they oh, can't go up good. to they can't go up to those frequencies. The higher frequencies can't hold the, the yeah <laughs> yeah the higher frequencies can't hold the lower dense frequencies because it's it you know because they, they the frequencies start separating. And um, that, that's just the basics. And the thing of consciousness is that people of higher frequency, they usually, they usually naturally gravitate towards each other, kind of like-minded. They naturally um, grow together. That's why, um, you know, different locations in the world, different cities, different countries, different states, they have different frequencies and they have different consciousness levels. Some are much lower, some are much higher. Um, and but there is, But it's always a living thing. It's not going to be consistent all the time. It's going to change and fluctuate based off of the consciousness of the people living there or of that person but the thing is is that um basic basic energy lower frequency dense frequencies cannot stay in the higher dimensions of consciousness so when you had that experience when you tell me that you had that experience and you felt like this uh, evil or negativity or you know kind of like you felt like you were kind of just shedding all of this this dense old mm-hmm. you know dark energy this uh, about whatever it is you were it was being released because technically in my understanding of it it can't go up to those higher frequencies and so if you're going to go and tune into the higher frequencies and see reality much more crisp much more clear um then it it cannot exist in you so that's that so that that makes sense now it doesn't mean that it's going to be permanent. You can always go back to 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 that existence, just readopt it. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, but I'm, once... I'm more volatile than cryptocurrency, believe me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'm always up and down. With what's going yeah, on? But that's but that's normal. That's energy, and we are energy. We are energy, just fine tuning ourselves all the time. And so, if we're energy, and we're fine tuning ourselves to the higher frequencies of reality. Um, when we change our perception of something, then the um, lower, denser viewpoint of things no longer makes sense. And it's kind of like once you open the door, you can't unclose. You can't go back because you know too much. You can't go back and go back to that that lower, um, dense uh, perception of reality. So let's talk about profound personal experiences because um, for for me, I went to um, Dallas, Texas. Uh, for vacation one time and I went to where um, where JFK uh, the the assassin where he he mm-hmm. you know shot JFK and I went to that one building and so it's a museum now so I went to that building you know walked through saw the the, the window in which they had a, a mock-up of um of him doing that. And they also had a mock-up of the car and they had pictures and it was four seats. And I went to that museum and I walked around and it was four seats. I remember being four seats. So that affirmed to me from my personal experience. And I've done, um, I've done um, 
lie detector test and it came back true that I do recall it was four seats and I also got it substantiated when I went to that museum and saw that it was four seats. And so when I see people and I see these um, these images uh, where they say the JFK assassination had six seats in the car, I, I am going, according to my lie detector test, that's not how I remember it. And that's not what I experienced right. at that museum. So, um, mm -hmm. so that's one person experience, but uh, relating to logos and there's other logos that, you know, a lot of people remember as well. Um, you can take those Mandela effects uh, or reality shift quizzes, but it's the personal ones that is most profound. So what personal ones in your personal life have you had that you want to share? Um, I, I mean, a small one that's not that big a deal. It was really, I was working at the bar. It was really busy. Um, I opened up the refrigerator and it was empty and I closed the refrigerator and I yelled down to the other end of the bar, Hey, where did you put all the fireball? And they said, it's right in front of you. So I opened up the refrigerator and there was a dozen of them right there. Oh, um, and, and I didn't have, you know, and I just laughed. I hadn't, it was so busy and I was kind of getting, not getting away from the Mandela effect, but I was like pretty fried and just, you know, like I can't do anymore. I, you know, it's like, I got the message. What, what do I need to keep doing this for? So I was kind of getting away from it. So I was like, ah, whatever. And I just laugh it off and continued on my day. Um, there was also another time after I moved from Atlantic city to Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, it was announced that a friend of mine passed. I knew he was sick. I knew he had cancer. I say friend of mine, more of an acquaintance. You know, we hung out maybe, I don't know, 10 times in 20 years. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's like I worked with him. That's, he was just a, 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 what do you call it? A worker person that you <laughs> um Co-worker. When I moved out to Colorado, maybe a year and a half later, He's trying to friend me on Facebook. And I'm just like, you know, what's going on? And, um, you know, I was, I was like, eh, it's probably a scam. I blew it off as probably a scam or whatever. And but he, but even then, I wasn't into the Mandela effect. I mean, that I didn't know what was going on. I just I blew it off as a scam. Um, yeah, that guy's alive <laughs> today. I've seen Did you him. ever I've talk to him? Of, no, you didn't um, talk to him to kind of verify. No, most of the people I used to work with in Atlantic City um, knew I was always into esoteric stuff. I was known as the conspiracy guy. Um, they could care less what I was talking about. Most of them. I mean, there was a group of five of us that would that sat around talking about. As a matter of fact, one Ron, who's not with us in this timeline right now, he. Uh, he was telling me, he goes, yeah, you wait till one day when you wake up and the, the golden arches on McDonald's, the color's completely different. It'll be a color that you've never seen before and you can't even describe. And, and people are, some people are going to tell you that's the way it's always been. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, you know, he went on to say, oh, by the way, you know, and you know, we never went to the moon and. And that's when I went, all right, man, you got to slow down. I can only take so much. You know, it was, that's weird because I, I couldn't I couldn't grasp the idea of the colors changing and some people saying 
oh, it was always like that. And other people saying, no, it changed. I, I couldn't grasp that idea. So I kind of waved that aside. And he talked to me about never going to the moon and that whole thing being set up. And I was like, I, I was so programmed. There was just, I was not ready for that. And, uh, but then we, we started talking and there was a group of five of us that really got deep. Vladimir Valerian information and uh, William Cooper information. And it was fun. Good times. A lot of the stuff I don't believe now. I don't necessarily believe outer space. Well, I definitely, I don't believe outer space is what they tell us it is. I don't necessarily believe that. I think there's something there. I don't, you know, water's above and the water's below. I do think there's something there because of the experiences I had in my, that I explained in my book. I do believe the stars are intelligent beings. They are not suns with planets revolving around. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and I'm, I've been questioning, well, which ones are good and which ones are bad? And are they, is there good and bad there? And you know, it's to me, I thought that's a duality that would have been just on the physical plane um, so, you know, there's a lot of questions that I have and what else is down here? I mean, how many, how, look, I got the NPC question going on now. I don't know if I wrote about that in the book at all. Let me ask I, you something. Oh, I'm going to ask you questions because, um, who it, now, now what happened to Ron? He was your friend in, in, in one reality. What happened to him now? Yeah, he died in uh, 2002. Okay. He died in 2002. I forget from what. Okay, so he's he's not uh, he, he he passed away. Okay. Yeah. So he didn't he didn't just like disappear like like nobody remembers. Ron. No, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure all the other four guys, one guy might still be with us, but I'm pretty sure they all passed. It's like I can't. It kind of sucks because I think many times, boy, I'd really like to talk to these guys <laughs> about this stuff. You know, I got my two other close friends that. When I first spoke to, about this stuff in 15, when it was happening, I was calling them and they were both blowing me off. And, uh, and I'm like, wow, I ain't like you guys. You guys were into this stuff, too. And well, they got families now and they got to pay the bills. They can't worry about shifting realities. I was talking to an ex-girlfriend who's married now with kids. She can't be worried about, you know, shifting timelines. She was interested and she spoke to me like it was a eulogy and it was right after the impoundment. Mm, you know, mm, so, mm. you know, I find all that really interesting. I'm, and I'm pretty sure my sister and daughter, both of them have, I've noticed them change back and forth. And what did you uh, notice? What kind were, of changes did you notice in your sister and your daughter? They were on board, whether they were on board with the Mandela effect or not, or busy with physical reality. Um, I can tell. Um, do, do you think they're a different version? Do you think they're a different version from oh, the last yeah, time? You... Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I think. And it just people are like, "Oh my God, how can you say that's not your original daughter?" And I'm like, well, "She's still my daughter. She's my the daughter that I would have in this timeline." I don't know what to tell you. I I don't care. I'm a realist. I I, I you know at this point, I mean, what am I going to do? I have I have to worry about this. And without being selfish, it's about this. And it's about how I react and interact with that. If there's other people I'm talking to, I could choose to be nice to them. It's not going to be about whether I'm nice to them or anything. It's going to be about how I react and how, mm-hmm. what I did about, it's about my reactions to this situation, not whether or not they're okay now mm-hmm. because I helped them, you know, or whatever that to me, it's, it's all about, it, it sounds it sounds 
sulpicistic, I think it's pronounced, but it's about you. Yeah, yeah. From I mean, your I, perspective, but that, but you can't be a jerk about it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't, you know. yeah, yeah. You, I, I could tell you some of my personal Mandela effect experiences about people dying and coming back. Um, yeah. like uh, like I we we have a beach home across the water from where I live here, but anyways, uh, over a decade ago, right around 2012, um. There was a gentleman who had passed away and the whole community had acknowledged his death and his funeral and everything else. And, we, you know, he was a nice guy um, and they had shut up the house and everything else because he passed away. Well, the very next summer, we're going back there again, the very next summer, all of a sudden he's alive. He didn't pass away. There was never a funeral. And, and I'm going, I thought he passed away last year. And they're going, no, he, he was, he's, he's fine. He's, he's been here the whole time. He's still, but so his whole family knows he's still alive. He comes over, but every single time I go, I always look at the house to see if I can see him. I have never since then physically seen him, but everybody else acknowledges and even his family that he is still <laughs> alive and he still lives here and comes and visits. So according to everybody else in the reality, there are some things in religious texts about the dead rising at the end times. You remember anything about that? Yeah, anything I remember some of about that. Well, it's basically different versions of reality and different versions of people. And so based on your level of consciousness, you you when you that's change your, your interpretation. Yeah, that's our interpretation. So when you change your frequency, you go to a different reality and everything that fits in that reality, it might be, you usually mm -hmm. don't jump too far different. Um, it's always like a slight different, a light, slight different kind of like, you kind of like tuning yourself little by little by little, because if you tune yourself too much, it's almost, you almost have the matrix um, experience where you're going, no, no, this is not real. I can't, I can't handle it. It's too much change. So for most people, when they, when they fine tune their frequency and they fine tune their consciousness, which is all just frequency because we are energy. Um, they are just matching up to the next best reality and the next best and typically typically uh, 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 you know uh, according to the understanding when somebody is a higher frequency everybody else that interacts with them in that reality kind of gets a little bit of the residue from that person and so they level up as well just through osmosis you know just through osmosis and so that's how you know you you have some people who start having reality shifts and then you have more and then you have more and then you have more because it is infectious. Higher mm -hmm. energy people right. are infectious because we just exude this energy and people just like, like animals, usually animals and children usually just kind of gravitate to these people naturally because they just have a loving healing energy. They're much more connected to um, in Buddhism term, Christ consciousness. Um, and of course, it's not permanent, you know, it fluctuates based on the person's um, perception of reality and the consciousness level. But anyways, but they do um, affect the greater reality because it's kind of like residue, it's like osmosis. So that's, just in short, that's a basic um, interpretation and understanding from a Buddhist perspective. But from my personal experience, I have never seen that, that, um, that resident physically, but everybody else acknowledges he's still there. Another thing, same, same community, 
they had this one sign that said because it's a private private beach property and they they said uh, this private property of et cetera et cetera um right in the middle of the beach right in the middle of the tide tide water the tide lines and so i was like oh well that's that's gonna keep people from uh walking to private beaches like in washington um we, we don't not all beaches are public and for the private ones, many of the houses are so far into the water that, like, literally, when you're walking the tide, you're literally walking in somebody's backyard. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, so it 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 it's kind of intrusion because um, it's like well, you're kind of walking in my backyard because you know. So it's it's not like Hawaii where it's really far out there, but and the houses are really really far back. So and there's usually a park in between. So, anyways, um, there's a sign, and then. A week later, I come through, and that sign's not there. That sign is like, is on somebody else's property, not on the beach tide line, tide, uh, tide water area. And I asked, where did the sign go? And they said, that's always been there. What are you talking about? We don't. I was like, well, well you used to be right here. And I, my husband, my boyfriend at the time, he's like, oh yeah, I remember that too. Where did it go? And and we talked to the caretaker, and he said, no, it's always been over there. So so in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm talking to you another version of the caretaker about what happened so we we have these we have these quite often um and most people remember it being over there a couple people remember it being in the middle of the water line um where we remember it so we're like so when when i pick out certain things and some people corroborate without me saying anything and they say the same thing i make note of the people like you okay you're you're tapped in you're, ta you're tapped in um, and, and you are just part of this matrix. You're just another part of this matrix. Because I, 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 that's, that's what I typically do when I um, talk to certain people. Um, there's also been events where I had a friend, and I have physical evidence of this. I had a friend, two friends I worked with in, um, at work at in the same company for a very, very long time. Anyways, one works the night shift. Okay, so she works accounts in Australia. Another one works the day shift with me, works accounts in the U.S. And we work in IT. So all of a sudden, um, my friend says that um, the one that, that worked night shifts, she switched to the day shift and switched to working the U.S. accounts. And she said, oh, I'm going to be working in, in your, your time again. Let's have lunch. And we're going... Huh? You already did that like two years ago. And she's like, no, no, I just did it just now. I just put in the order to transfer my team to now I'm working days. And we said, no, you did it two years ago. And this version of my friend who um, showed she when I was having children, my first child, I was curious about the C-section. I didn't I didn't have a C-section, but she showed me her C-section scar. I said it was really, really small. And I said, like, OK, um, I'll make note of that in case. I have to make the decision. Um, but this version, she never had a C-section. She said, no, I've always had natural births. I've never had a C-section. And I had her show me mm -hmm. the scar area, and it's not there. So I'm like, okay. The same person, um, when my other friend said, we both were in the same um, group, and we're going, no, she made this transfer two years ago. And she's, my friend's going, yeah, I know. I remember that as well. I have evidence of it on email. I mean, go back through my old Outlook emails from two years ago when she would reach out to us, reach out to us that she's going to be shifting. We should be having lunch together. And I said, I know the same thing. I have Facebook messages from two years ago saying the same exact mm. thing. And so oh, wow. we both, we both pulled it up. 
our old emails. It's time stamped from two years ago. And we showed it to our, our friend that switched and said that she's just switching over like this week. And she said, uh-uh. she said, I can't believe that. And I said, well, unless that's somebody else, that's you. So you have two of your friends saying that you made this shift two years ago. So this is, you're, cool. you're another version of our friend. We still love you. You're our friend in this reality. There's only one of you in this reality. So we're not going to um, not have lunch with you and hang out with you. But we have physical evidence that we existed in another reality or you exist in another reality that is on a separate timeline than the one that we're engaging in now. So we have physical evidence. And there's so many of those examples um, in my life. So. Sure. For, for when people move beyond logos and changes and uh, and just basic Mandela effect quizzes and they start noticing changes in their physical reality, in their personal life, history changes, et cetera, it can be, it can put them into almost like a spiritual crisis or kind of like a, a, a kind of like a, a space where they just, they don't know what to do with themselves because it's just too much for them to grasp. So um, in your mind, from your, somebody going through this personally, how do you adjust to whenever you change into a different reality and some of these aspects in your life has changed? How do you adjust to it? So, well, well, now I just it's I just do it. I mean, you can't you can't fight it. Um, in the beginning, I noticed um, my attitude would change. Um, I, I could like if there was a shift, a lot of negative things around me seemed to happen. Um, I started to become aware of that. And when I became aware of that, I stopped the negativity. You know, I'm pretty sure I was creating that anyway, maybe because of the new energy coming in or whatever. Um, but no, you just have to go through it. You can't. And, uh, and if you're anxious and upset and scared, you just got to go through it. I mean, you know, there's nothing else you're going to do. I, I mean, you could go back to the ball, as I like to say. You could ignore it. A lot of people are in denial because their their mind justifies every mistake in their head. They're like, oh, well, I just read it wrong. Or, oh, I just looked at it different. Or, you know, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I know the yield sign was yellow. But maybe I'm thinking of this, the, the, uh, the stoplight, you know. Maybe it was always red, and I'm just thinking of the stoplight. I mean, it, is a yield sign a different color than yellow? It's always been red in this timeline. Oh, it's it's yellow to me. <laughs> Are you, no, it's you, you'll never see another yellow yield sign again. I promise you. Okay, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look because I just saw a yield sign today. It was yellow in Seattle. So. And you can and you can go to that exact same one right now, and it will be red. Okay. I, I, um, I would love to see you. it. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Your I'd daughter. To... It hap- the yield sign happened to me a couple years back. I'll say three years ago. It kept changing on me, and I wasn't looking. I wasn't noticing it. It, it, it was like it was trying to communicate with me. It was First, it was, uh, it was the yellow, but then I saw it red, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's a red triangle. And then the whole – it was red with white writing. Then the whole thing – for me in December, I'm going to guess to 2017, December, maybe 18. Um, the whole month of December, it was a red diamond with probably either dark red writing or black writing. I mean, it was very noticeable that it was different. And I'm going, and I had a film. I'm filming it going, oh, my God, look at it. 
but I'm not saying what it is. I'm looking. And then weeks later, I'm looking at the video and it's what it is now. I mean, it's not what I was filming. I'm going to look at it, but I wasn't saying it's a complete red. You know, I didn't describe it. Why would I have to? I was filming it. Um, mm. But then it, then it changed back to the red for me because everybody's going, no. But we did. Uh, There's another YouTube channel, Nobleness D. Me and him talked and he kept going. I remember this video we did and we were saying. Look at the red, you know, this and that. And, and he went back to that video and he's going, we're not talking about what we're looking at <laughs> or something to that. Yeah, effect. yeah. Um, let me ask yeah, you this. So, Let me ask you this, yeah. because I really want to get into the nitty gritty of um, of your personal experience and kind of compare and contrast, because I have very few people I can talk to about this kind of stuff who have gone mm-hmm. to this level of changes. Yeah. Have you also had um, experiences where you're looking and you're talking to a friend? Let's say you, like, I had this experience where I was um, talking to a friend and and as she was talking, I just immediately saw the reality go whoop, whoop. And I saw the sign, the, the 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 neon sign behind her for business goes, whoop, whoop. and I was oh, like, wow. I was like, whoop. it's like eleven thirty, no, and I was no, like, I, I was like, and I asked her, and she and she looked at me like weird too, and I looked at her and I said, did you just see that? And she said, I did, because we both had this startled look, like what the heck just happened um, at the same time, and we were like. Did you? And I was like, I saw that. She's like, I saw. That. I was like, what did what did you see? And she said, I saw everybody else and all of a sudden go out and then come back in. And I was like, I saw the the neon sign behind you go out and then come back in really quick. And so we both substantiated this the 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 thing. And then we asked people around us, and they're looking at us like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, because she saw the people zoom out and zoom back in. I saw the sign zoom out, zoom back in. Have you ever had those wars? Not nothing like that, but. I did one time, I remember, I heard something out the back window. I got up on the couch to look out the back window, and everything froze. Mm-hmm. I could not, I was conscious, I was conscious, and everything froze. And I, as soon as I really started to get uptight, I started to get uptight, and that's when, but and it, it might have lasted, I don't know how long it lasted. It could have lasted three days, it could have lasted three seconds. But I was conscious and I was like, oh, my God. And I kept thinking, did I hear anything? Was it just me that got paralyzed or was it like everything? And I'm quite sure. I mean, thinking back on it, it was just everything stopped and then started up again. That's I have not that's had the experience. That's, that's really cool. I have not that ex- had that experience where everything stopped. I've had the experience where everything slows down. So, for example, mm. I. I would be sitting, it's almost matrix, it sounds like a matrix, but um, I would be sitting right. there with my in-laws and um, they would, like this one example, they kicked, they they um, they knocked over a, a wine glass that was really full. And you know how fast, if you knock over a wine glass, it goes by really fast. It just falls over mm-hmm. in real time. But they knocked over this wine glass and I was just sitting there and I saw it just go really slow, so I just grabbed it. Before it sure, before sure. it spilled onto the person, and everybody everybody in the table was like, "Oh my god!" Because it was really slow. Because all of a sudden they knocked over, and then I in slow motion I saw everybody do, 
you know, and I was just kind of like, eh, here. And they're like, oh my God. I know. I know. They're like, oh my God. You saved the wine glass. How did you do? I was like, I just grabbed it. I just grabbed it. And and so I've had a couple of those experiences where time really slows down or like I'll, I'll be walking and I would see, um, I would hear the wind kind of come through and I would see the leaves kind of go and I would, I, I would kind of feel the, the slowness of the changes. Okay. I kind of like, I'm like, like tuning in the nature, tuning in the nature is really easy to do because you can kind of see, hear the subtleness of the nature. Um, that happens often. Um, you know, usually when there's a traumatic event, like if there's a car accident or something that I'm going to witness or I'm going to be by, usually time slows down. So I like see the car going oh. to come in and, and we're like, Ooh, what's going on? So I, I typically, and that's what I know something, something's going to happen when it slows down, like something startling or something, um, you know, unexpected is going to happen when it slows down. So when I notice, I'm like, I'm not thinking something's going to happen. I'm just thinking, oh, okay, it's slowing down. So I've had those experiences. You have you had any of those time slowing down kind of experiences? Nothing, nothing, nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I had quite a few experiences back in 15, 16. They started to taper off. Um, I mean, I still have them now, but I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how else to put it. You know, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to say I don't care because I do, but I'm kind of over it. I mean, just the other night I was out looking at the stars and I'm like, wow, they're gorgeous. And then one, I mean, I got a light, just got really bright and disappeared that quick. Uh, it was nothing like the experience I had in the book where the stars just were all coming at me for a good two minutes or whatever. It wasn't like that, but. To me, that's just like a little nod, just to remind me, you know, you're in the holog- where you are. Yeah, you're in the holographic yeah, matrix or whatever you, you want know, to call you're it. Not, you're not where they what they told you at the very least. You're, you're not what what they told you. You may, I may have been at one point, but I have strange memories um, of my past, uh, like thinking, boy, I, I'm going to be really old in the year 2000. I really want to make it to the year 2000 because I want to see the, the end times. And that's because that's all I was into. And uh, I'm not even old yet. So I, I don't understand that, you know, because I'm like, wow, oh, I was only like 35, I think, in 2000. So mm. I don't and, and I don't really think at any maybe 15 or 16. Am I going to think that's old? I don't think so. I don't think 15-year-old thinks a 30-year-old is old. I mean, I don't know. It's so, I don't know, just stuff, weird stuff like that. I'm like, I'm probably 150 years old. But I'm also coming across things where I'm starting to think civilization is, uh, the, the human civilization has been around a lot less than people are saying. Mm. Um, the, the mud flood information I've been looking at and thinking, wow, this town that I live in is an occupied town. They didn't build this. This was occupied in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. They did not build these structures. I'm looking at it going, there was there would have been no reason to build that. It's and such beautiful architecture. Oh, and the first floor is underground. Why did they build the first floor underground? I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. It, it's just stuff like that. I'm like, and so I'm thinking most of history is made up. Um, you know, well, history, I, and, and we history. could be in the middle of a reset right now. Yeah, <laughs> don't get that started. <laughs> but, um, you know, history is, 
when when somebody is shifting reality, history is changing because you have people who remember Nelson Mandela dying in jail. Yeah, so in this reality, time, you're right. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. you have people. You have people who like uh, like my best friend. She remembers both my best friends. They both remember. Um, they went to a book signing with me to meet Cynthia Sue Larson, who wrote uh, mm -hmm. Reality Shifts, and she did the the, the quiz on Nelson Mandela. But both my best friends at the time um, said that uh, Nelson Mandela died in jail, and we quizzed them, and they they said yes, and I said no. He died as the president of South Africa a couple of years ago. I pulled up my phone. I pulled up um, uh, the the latest article about. It. I showed it to them, and they were fabergasted. They're like, "What kind of weird reality sideshow did you bring us to, Vaughn?" Because <laughs> it just it completely um, turned up their idea of history completely. Because now. Everybody else in the room is going, no, Nelson Mandela died as the president of South Africa, not in jail. So where are you guys? You know what? Yesterday, I think yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday because I was trying to tell everybody about the the interview we were doing and, and another one I got coming up. So doing this live thing and I had some old videos up that are not even old. They were just a week old or whatever. I'm putting them up. And, and I remembered this interview at the bar. I was filming it. This lady kept saying. She was in the torch of the Statue of Liberty. Mm -hmm. I said, no, you weren't. And, and, and oh, I, I, it's not what I said. I said, well, um, I believe you, but nobody's been allowed in, in the torch ever in this reality. And, we, and she's like, what are you talking about this reality? I said, you have memories of being in the torch. She goes, yeah, I walked around the whole torch. She goes, I remember it as a child. I said, you got, you got pictures or anything? She's like, no, I was a child. I said, all right, look it up. Look up the Statue of Liberty. Well, they start talking about this, um, the torch, how you're not allowed in it. She's reading the date. She's going, that's impossible because I was in it. They, they don't, they're talking about black, the Black Tom in incident uh, where there were the Germans, it was the first attack on U.S. soil. Nobody's ever heard of it. They never heard of it. They're going, what is this? I never heard what, of it. until the, Yeah. The ladies the lady's going, look, you really screwed up my reality because I know I was in the torch and I had it on the film, filming her going, I can't believe it. It says that you can't go in the, I wouldn't have been in the torch. Mm -hmm. goes, but mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I was. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. I just yeah. popped that up yesterday. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. But and I don't it, even do videos anymore. <laughs> I try not to. Well, you know, but the thing is, is that he, I mean, here's I mean, here's the thing too is um, there's a lot of people that argue about changes in the Bible, and um, and the, the the Bible, if you look at the Bible in this reality, it's the um, the wolf and the lamb, mm -hmm. not the lion. Yeah, and the I know wolf. about that one. Yeah, right, I remember the lion. Right, right. I remember the lion, right, and it's always the lion, and the lamb, and even in um, movies like Twilight, for instance. It, instance they refer to the lion and the lamb now oh, i know okay. yeah yeah i know it's the lion and the lamb because i'm buddhist and one of the um stories told in buddhism about the first buddha was um was the lion and the lamb because the lion is mm -hmm. the roar of the buddha's voice uh teaching to the lamb so um that's it, just a short of of that story so, and that's all over Buddhist canon is the lion and the lamb. And so um, and so when they said, no, it's the wolf and the lamb, I'm like, hmm, 
That's not cooperating. Just like saying, put your hand over your heart, over uh, across your chest to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but your heart's in the middle of your chest. And they still tell right, you, they, right, they, you yeah, why are you doing that? They move the kid's hands and like, no, put it over your chest. Don't put it in the middle of your, your, your chest, uh, the, the middle of the chest. So you get a lot of those, like, those confusion, which shows you, oh, there's a Mandela effect that's going on. So let me ask you this. So I do a lot of sixth sense consultations around this stuff um, in Buddhism for some people, which it has been going on in the ancient Vedas of Hinduism for more than 7,000 years um, and mm. my, and and much longer too. If um, But then I write books about reality shifts in Buddhism and Hinduism and consciousness. But a lot of my clients ask this, is it them or is it consciousness that's making these changes? Consciousness being source, God, whatever you want to call it, the universe. Who's making mm. these changes or is it, I mean. Well, I think um, I'll say source probably put a couple out there to uh, help open up people's minds. But I think since then, I think you've been we've been able to maneuver things with the personal mandela effects i mean th there's things that i've experimented with I, I sincerely wanted to leave here and go to arizona without the snowstorm coming in um it was supposed to be dumping radar showed snow all around us except where i was i was able to get out of town no snow no nothing i thought that was great the three days later when i got back as soon as I stepped out of the car, a snowdrop hit me on the nose and it just dumped like crazy. So I was like, well, I didn't change the weather. I just shifted myself into a timeline where the weather was different. So yeah. is it me? Is it source? I really think us as conscious beings have something to do with it. I really think we can maneuver it, manipulate our realities. I don't like using the word manipulate too much, but maneuver our realities into more to our liking. That's why we live through 2020. Because that's what we wanted to live through, I guess, because I think the Mandela effect, one of the reasons that it came across my understanding is because if I would have went through 2020 not understanding that stuff, I'd have been nuts. Yeah. I'd have yeah. been nuts. Yeah. You know, I would not um... have. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> you know, um, Anthony, I would concur with that because I have had those experiences as well where, like, like I used to work in downtown Seattle when he went into the office mm. uh, a couple of days a week. I still work remote, but a couple of days a week I would go in. And mm. oftentimes I don't like lines. I do not like huge lines. Sometimes I'll do it, but for the most part, I don't like huge lines. Um, I would go to lunch um, a little early so I can avoid huge lines. But I, it's in downtown Seattle. It's bustling. There's cars going all over the place. There's, there's people going to shops all day long because there's all these huge buildings that have thousands and thousands of people working it. But oftentimes when I just don't want anybody around, I have come downstairs from my building and um, there will be maybe a couple people in the stores to get lunch, but literally there's no one walking around the streets. I can look 
all directions and there will be no cars driving through, no buses driving through. This is a bustling downtown in Seattle and there's it's like nothing. There's absolutely nothing. So I'm like I'm I don't know what happened, but uh I literally cleared out somehow reality <laughs> cleared out everything for me. So I just walk right up get in get what i need have my my peaceful lunch or whatever i'm i'm interested in doing and then just have a wonderful time because i don't really have a lot, um a lot of crowds to deal with and that happens quite often um with me when i just don't really feel like dealing with i'm not i like people i just don't like yeah. to be cl- cr- you know crowded so it happens I think, a lot um, i i definitely think we actually tend to create like that and i think um, I've noticed, and I'm still not doing it as much as I'd like, but my meditations, if I keep up with them, it becomes stronger to the point where I don't have to create, I don't have to go out of my way to, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I don't have, I don't have to go out of my way to do that. It just happens. When I meditate more often. And when right. I do it when, like I should, I, I, I notice I have better days, easy go, it's easier living. It's just not concerned i don't have the uh see i don't uh, the npcs nagging at me trying to trying to boil me up and tick me off and test me and everything you know it just doesn't happen yeah uh, but i i just and i feel like that has something to do with it i don't know yeah because every because every reality has their own news feed and some will be slightly different as well because um even during the, I don't know if you've had any um, shifts during the pandemic, but I've had some shifts during the pandemic where numbers will completely change. Constantly. Like constantly, it, it it would be once I change my my I shift my my perspective on things and I'm, you know, over certain, certain things, um, like the numbers of how many people got inoculated versus not got inoculated, etc. Those fluctuate all the time, like huge number shifts. I don't even know if I believe any of that, and I didn't even pertain it to the Mandela effect. I was just totally, I don't watch the news at all. I don't listen to that stuff. 2020, I watched more TV than I did in 20 years. I don't watch that stuff. I don't believe it. I, I think it's a show. It's an act. And if you want that to be your reality, watch more. I, but that's not my reality. I don't deal right. with that stuff. Yeah, I, right. I am very lucky that I am. I work in a place where nobody bothered me. I didn't put a mask on. I mean, a couple of times they they were like, listen, uh, you feel like getting laid off this month? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm <laughs> Okay, boom. Or, hey, we were going to do a... Um, a catering event and it's masks only do you it has to be do you want to do it no i don't want to do it. okay you don't have to do it you know it wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. i'm in a place i'm in an area where i'm lucky uh it's a small town and nobody's dying nobody's getting sick and from what i understand most of the people are not getting shots. yeah 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 well, let me ask you this because you 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 brought up the the great reset and um mm. Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg News, a lot of the investor groups are talking about Charles Schwab, great reset, you know, um mm. the World Economic Forum, et cetera, et cetera. Event 201. These these are not coming from conspiracists. These are coming from Bloomberg Financial News, okay? So, um I want to ask you this. What is your perspective on um because it has been established in the Pfizer 
clinical trials um, report that there are lipid nanoparticles in the mRNA vaccines. And so people, and so people have lipid nanoparticles. And um, what is your thoughts on the people of this reality with these lipid nanoparticles in them? I mean, does it does it make any change to your reality or to your shifts or no? Are you noticing anything different? <laughs> Am I noticing anything? Oh, as far as uh, oh, sorry, as these people. Far, as far as both races, vaxxed and unvaxxed. Um, yeah, because that's that's to me. There's only two races now: vaxxed and unvaxxed. Oh really? Um, okay. I, I it's just and it's and do I say I noticed. Before they came out with the vaccinations, most people were weren't sure, um, and if they were going to get it, they they would always say something like, "Well, I'm going to get it. I don't care what anybody else does." But those people now that have gotten the vax are adamant that I should get it. Other they they tell people everybody the people that have gotten vaxed. I've heard people that. Don't talk like this. They're like, yeah, everybody should be forced, forced back. These are friends of mine. I don't consider them friends, whatever. Um, they're like, yeah, people should be forced back. Everybody should be vaccinated. And I'm like, wow. And I don't say nothing to them, but that wasn't their thought before they got vaxxed, after they got vaxxed. That's, you know, and I'm like, wow, that, that I noticed. People are more aggressive to get everybody vaxxed after they've been vaxxed, but not before that. Um, mm. you know, that might that might just be the prop that might just be the propaganda that they're, they're feeding into. I just wonder if you notice anything different in their energy. And this one, if you, I, I just wonder if you're noticing any diff any different in their energy, or if you can tell the difference between um certain people based off like just being around them. I mean, just anything. You know, I'm just kind of I'm kind of curious how um it's, this would you know, play out in reality. I'm suspicious of so many things that I won't even bring up that, you know, do I see to, yeah, I'm always looking for stuff, but I don't care. I think half of my friends are NPCs. You understand that term, right? I mean, I don't care. Define that for people. So who doesn't understand that video game? I term. believe it's non-player characters that like when you're playing a video game, it's the person you bump into and they don't really say anything. They just kind of you bump into them and I, you know, don't so shoot like me. I'm not part of the game. I'm just background. Okay, background That's what I mean by it. And right, I really see. think not just, I don't think everybody's an NPC. I think there's other people that are real people that are just aspects of themselves had they been in this reality. I don't think it's actually them. See, um, you know, it just gets too deep with me, but you can't live your life like that. And I don't live my life like that. I go out and live my life like it's one reality. It, it is one reality. It is one timeline. When it's just your timeline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just, it's, you know, when I, if I look back on my life, it's going to be one timeline. Okay, yeah. so it changed. It's still one timeline. But right. yeah, I do think you can manipulate it, maneuver, and change it. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's just kind of what I'm there, I, I just, that, that's the newest, that's the newest thing. There's a term that comes, in, that comes into mind. Because uh, I, I, I I had a podcast interview uh, on one of the earlier episodes with Cynthia Sue Larson, and we went really yeah. deep into into her. Into, I met her out in Idaho. Yeah, she's wonderful. But I I went really deep into um, her consciousness to kind of ask her about um, transhumanism, and um, uh. she had she had explained in that episode 
which I'll put in the ship description if everybody wants to listen to that. But she had explained that she has a um, a firsthand account memory of her being from the future where um, there are transhumans, where people have been um, integrating basically uh, nanotechnology into themselves. And so they don't age and everything looks really idyllic. And there's very few organic humans left. Um, and she mm. really, um, you know, we, you know, looks up to the organic humans because they're just going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to work with vitamins and take care of myself and just age naturally. I don't really feel like looking young forever. Um, but for most part, everybody basically um, bit into the uh, nanotech to live longer and preserve themselves. And everything was just too perfect, too serene. So, um, but she said that she decided to incarnate back into this timeline um, to do something to help humanity not enter that transhuman reality. Uh, because for the organic humans, they existed, but she didn't really know too much about where they existed. They kind of were in their own little colonies and did their own things, but she existed in the uh, idyllic nanotech transhuman civilization. Hmm. It was very, very fascinating. And, um, and so you know, she's back here and she's like, I don't know how how she is supposed to help people shift their reality with Mandela effect, et cetera, that she writes about and how that's going to help prevent transhumanism reality to come into fruition, which she and she says many others who chose to incarnate back in this timeline were trying to prevent because AI pretty much took over the world. Um, now... Here we are in 2020, 2021, and what are we putting into people? Lipid nanoparticles. It's the wow. beginning of transhumanism. And so, yeah, since, very well could be. I mean, they want to force it and everything else. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in that reality with Cynthia Sue Larson with the transhumanism, they have gone through a lot of iterations to get to that point in technology so that it's not dangerous to people but she doesn't know anything beyond what happened before that now my question for that is uh, for people who are shifting reality and sensing these changes in reality is if they um if they know anything about what is the level of casualty that would take place in order to get to that level of transhumanism where nanotech has fused with humans um, to create this idyllic, perfect world where people live along and you know age really less, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. That's why I asked those questions to be like, I wonder if you have anything different from no, what you know in people. I uh, got away from the transhumanism thing, the uh, AI computers. Not got away from it. It's there. It's part of it. Um. I don't think computers are taking over the world. That's not to me. I don't think that's part of it. It could be. I mean, you're saying she got deep and went into the future. Hey, it's most definitely a timeline somewhere. It's a, it is a timeline somewhere. Um, yeah. And the. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Um, and so it is a timeline somewhere. If somebody has a has a recall or something, it is a timeline that exists somewhere it sure. you just not Absolutely. might not be existent in it now 
Um, I just can like see that it could go in that direction. Absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah. especially if what you're saying is true. I mean, I mean, I kind of suspected something like that anyway. A lot. Of, I think most of the people in that area that talk about that stuff suspect that they're actually trying to depopulate the planet. But that's I've been hearing that a lot. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. They're, they they uh, and, and don't make me define they, but they're very slow and 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 specific with what they do. They 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 could take a thousand years to get something done. So I mean, yes, this is the beginning, and this could be the great reset. No, it could still be fifty to a hundred years away. Yeah. That's yeah. How they work? Yeah. And there's a lot of interesting. I was just going to say, I mean, that's how, if you look from like the the 50s on to now, I mean, look at how they got everybody hooked on electronics, um, finances. You need to work to get money. So you're hooked on working and you have to work. You shouldn't have to work. You should do what you want to live as a human being the way you want to live, not absolutely have to work 80 hours a week to survive. I mean, you know, but that's what they've done. And they, and people are just used to it. They just do it. <laughs> okay. This is what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be that way on one hand. But on the other, if my theories, not, not even my theories, just theories I plucked from a bunch of other people that are correct, that I guess the 1800s is when technology really took off, 17, mm-hmm. 1800s, I guess. And according to the Bible, that's when a bunch of a group of people uh, see. And it's not. It's according to the Bible, according to the numbers in the Bible that somebody else interpreted that the year would have been 1850, that they're all going to be let out of the pit. And I'm like, well, that lines right up with technology and when all that started to come about. So that makes sense. So in one respect, we've been here for thousands of years and didn't have any technology till they came along. So did they do us a favor? Because we'd still be, um, you know, hunting for food up in the mountains and stuff. Uh, We'd still be building, you know, shacks. Because if you look up and down these streets, there's shacks. The houses are tiny little shacks that they put up in the 1800s that are still there. Right. But these big buildings out on the main street, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, the and the, the thing that's really interesting is because um because in in Buddhism when you when we had the belief that you you pre plan your life and you pick which life you want to which um they're almost like excursion each life is an excursion filled with a lot of the different things that you do but you pre plan mm-hmm. your life and the excursions you're going to do and when you pre plan you can you don't have to pick linear timelines you can you can dot back and forth. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I'm actually coming across information now where we don't actually have to live a linear life now. And I, I, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's probably possible. I think the Mandela effect has something to do with that as well. Um, that's something I'm actually looking into. I'm going to be talking with somebody in a few weeks, maybe a month. And that's some of the area he deals with with mm-hmm. the energy and linear time. And uh, I believe uh, Benton Ho Masaro, I think his name is. And Masaro yeah. is his last name. 
Uh, he talks about that. I, I really enjoyed those talks. That it just that really intrigues me because I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. I'm just assuming I have to go on this linear. I might not have to. Yeah, yeah, you might not have to, and you also don't have to age as quickly as people think you have the age. Well, I'm not. Look at this. I know. Look at. <laughs> I'm 42, so uh, so I've had these crazy hairs my whole life. So even as a baby, I'm like, I'm like 98. <laughs> I think the only thing that's aging for me is my teeth, but you know, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, I totally get. I totally get it. Yeah, I um in my hypnosis sessions, I typically get starseeds, people who have incarnated from different dimensions, different planets, different realities, coming in here and sure. going, God, what's what's wrong? What's the deal here? Um, because they're basically like field agents trying to learn about humanity. And I also get quite a bit of people who have had previous incarnations in the future coming back going, God, this is so archaic. So, um, you know, I just, I just, I just ask the questions. I just put them in the, in the induction, ask the questions, whatever come out is what comes out. And, um, and that's for them to learn from, take with them, answer their questions, etc. Because I, I ask a lot of deep questions to kind of get deeper and deeper into the experience so we can really want once we're in there understand what's going on so um mm -hmm. so that that aspect i'm very fascinated about souls that incarnate from the future into the past me being one of them um and being an observer of this reality and the the consciousness of this reality so um and then also i'm very fascinated with people who have had incarnations in previous planets dimensions um galaxies incarnating into this one um and you know trying to adjust to what the deal is going on here with humanity so mm -hmm. i i'm still i'm still you know doing research and trying to understand a lot of these people that i have come across that find me uh, for consultation a lot of them have had personal mandela effects or reality shifts in their personal lives that go beyond logos mm -hmm. and changes um, that they need some way to answer at, or at least understand um, consciousness and the holographic, you know, matrix in which we create and live in. So it's kind of a wake up call for them. So, um, and no one mm -hmm. in their religions are able to help them. So somehow through the grace of whatever, they they find me and we go through it and you know kind of set them on the way so this is the common thing that i get is people like you and i now the thing i want to know from you is how are mandela effects helping people awaken to the holographic matrix in which we create from do you do you have an answer for that how is it helping i mean yeah, i know how it helps up. me i mean it helped me because I investigated it and, and at some point decided I needed to understand what it was, uh, at least as much as I could. But I had to stop hunting them down. That I just mm. really felt like I got to stop chasing them. I'm just that's all I'm doing is chasing Mandela effects. You know, I, that was getting annoying. Um, they just come to um, me. It, I, 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 I stopped chasing. They just come to me. So now I just basically take cases. After right. Cases. If you stop, then, then they really get in your face. But I think ever, I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not, but I just 
figure instead of giving up, I, I have my theories, and I think that was enough. I mean, for right. now. I mean, because I still see stuff. I still, and I just blow it off. I, you just adjust. You just adjust. I, most of the time, I don't have to adjust. If I'm meditating property, properly, I don't have to. I just, you know, deal with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've today I ran into a guy that I recognized, but he acted like we were best friends. I, you know, if anything, I was his bartender once or twice. You know, that was it to me. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Um, a couple of years ago, I was doing an interview at the bar, and the girl came up to me. She's like, Anthony, oh, my God. And I'm looking at her going, well, i never seen you before in my life. I would have definitely remembered you. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I mean, I got that on video. I, and I'm like, well, I don't know. And I like, do I sound stupid? How many times in my life did, it, did I notice something like that? And, well, I don't want to say nothing because everybody's going to think I'm nuts and mm -hmm. just blow it off. Like McDonald's changing the McDonald's. Saw that in 79, 78, 79 for me. It's it, always it been McDonald's, McDonald's for me. Well, I remember well, I when I was younger, MAC. It was MAC, the Big Mac. It's not the Big Mic. It's not, you know, it's not Mac Nuggets. Why, why do they have the Big Mac if it wasn't McDonald's? I mean, that's... Mm. That's just, and that happened. And I had a other couple, yeah. couple other people say they saw, they noticed the change from Mac to Mick in the eighties. So mm. I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting, you know, because now you can, you're catching it at a different time, and we've noticed that right. some people see a change here, and some people get on and they're going, oh my God, the Ford logo changed. It's a brand new Mandela effect. You're like, dude, they've been talking about that for five years. What do you, what do you mean? It's not a new one, but for him, it may have been. Just like I the have one for you. Be, just like the yellow yield sign, the red yield sign is going to be a new Mandela effect for you. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a building all of a sudden appear that was not yes, there before? And, uh, and and buildings don't just come up in a day. No, and, I, and how about go backwards? Um, I was in when I was in Mississippi, I was walking down the street. I walked up to uh, Burger King. Um, at the time, one of the other experiences I had, I, Orbs told me not to eat meat. Um, so Orbs? I was trying to steer away from. Yeah, Who told you not to eat meat? Ball. They were Orbs. Um, They're Orbs. Do they? Do they? Do, how do you communicate with these Orbs? I I didn't. I, I walked outside and they were there above my head. It is in the book, very descriptive, how these things just were over my head and two of them and about the size of cars. Um, translucent is what I've discovered the word is. Um, and they, the one started projecting paragraphs of information in my head. And I, you know, I was in shock and I was like, I'm not getting all that. And I said it out loud. I'm not getting all that. And then it just started to give me bullet points of information. And then the one on the left dissipated. And then on the one on the right started to shoot a, a little bit more information at me and then took off. And then, um, why did we go off on that? Well, <laughs> I mean, the reason why I asked, you brought, some, 15. Right, you brought something up, orbs, because I have had clients that take pictures of orbs in their videos and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that kind of orb okay these things were the size of cars and afterwards 
I'd say a few weeks later, I was watching a video of a guy zooming in on stars, and I noticed that the orbs looked very similar to these stars that he was zooming in on. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a video. Yeah, because I, I was curious about, curious about the orbs because my experience of orbs is a little bit different. I actually have a video of my husband um, proposing to me at a nightclub um, before he played his band played. And there's all these little orbs everywhere in the video, but the orbs are shooting across the stage and across oh, wow. the, the, the area. They're just, zoo, 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 zoo. They're just all moving around. And, and I'm pointing out to people like, do you see that? dust ball just shot over to the other side of the stage and it just shot over to the people and shot back over that's not a dust ball there's something going on and i have those videos and so that's why when you said that i was like explain these orbs a little bit further because they must be yeah, different no, than the orbs things, that i experience yeah i really suspect that uh, they could have been a part of the stars or stars mm-hmm. or some kind of intelligent being I could have wrote a book in the Bible with the stuff that happened to me in 2015. Well, let me ask you this. Um, in your book, you discuss how people are multidimensional beings experiencing multiple lo- timelines. Can you explain that further? Well, I, I did earlier when I said, well, you're just, uh, from my perspective, I'm just an aspect of myself. And my consciousness is shifting through other timelines where other people are going to be different. So things aren't changing I'm changing. Okay, that's to me. I look at. I'm shifting into a timeline where things are different. So they didn't change. You know, it's like the, the yellow yield sign didn't change the red. I shifted into a timeline where they were always red. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's real. All that is. It, as far as the multi-dimensional part, yeah. By experiencing the Mandela effect, you're experiencing more than one reality or one dimension or density or whatever you want to label it uh, at a time. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's the other thing. We were talking about that before as far as not having to live a linear life, the linear yeah. lifestyle. I got into those topics with uh, Kimberly Lynn Hansen. Uh, I met her at the Idaho conference, the Mandela Effect conference. That that linear thing keeps coming up for me. To, you know, so it's something that I'm looking into now. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to well, I'll, I'll see what ha- happens, because sometimes when I think something is best for the timeline change, it might not be best. Some people's terrible experiences are actually meant to help them propel them into creating a better reality for them. So I try not to. That's one to, of the reasons. Unfortunately, that's one of the reasons why I kind of gave up on some stuff, because I just don't care because. Yeah, and I'm like, well. You know what? The sun could be blotted out tomorrow, and I'd be like, "Yeah, not surprised." You know what? What are you gonna do? And and it's like it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I, I and I hope that that's not what I need. I hope I don't need to be shocked because I, I, I mean, yeah, I probably if I saw a UFO, I'd probably grab the camera and go woohoo, and then you know come down to earth and go wait a minute, big deal. Okay, big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really what's, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And that's, a lot of people need to be shocked into things. I don't know if I can be shocked. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> well, there is a lot in creation that you have yet to experience. So 
leave oh, some space sure. open for a little shock and awe more awe than yeah. shock let me sure. ask you this do you have a last because it's been very fascinating i love this i go on and on about personal experiences and different things but do you have a last message or suggestion for people you know building a fifth dimensional society of, you know with higher frequency last message by cats i don't know i, I don't know I, I i i'm still trying to figure out what i'm going to do i don't have a message for everybody else i'm i've zeroed in on myself not in a selfish way mm. um you know it's it's like if i'm dealing with someone else it's going to be about my reaction to me I, i'm not going to worry about what other people are doing and what they got going on um if you see a change maybe you can write it down get into it for a while explore it um like i said i i've to me i feel like i've really moved on i said it in my third mm -hmm. fourth video mandela effect and flat earth are stepping stones they don't seem like it now but they're going to be stepping stones to something even more spectacular mm -hmm. and that's that's you know what i see going on now the, the life around me i've created since the mandela effect is 300 times better than what I had back then. I, I am doing so much better than I've ever done in my life because of that. Is it because mm -hmm. of the Mandela effect? Eh, I don't know. I do live my life differently now. I, mm -hmm. I do feel in here what's going on. I can feel the energy in between my hands. I'm always playing with it. I can feel my hands laughing as I do this. Mm -hmm. I, I can feel the excitement in my hands. I mean, this, that's the area I'm moving on to now. It's, um, I, you know, it's, I took, a, I took a, a couple of year breaks just making videos on YouTube about Mandela effects. That was a break. You know, that was me taking a break because there, there was, there's another step. You, you need to move on from that. You're getting stuck. I, yeah. I really think people chasing Mandela effects are stuck. Yeah. It, well, there are different levels of consciousness. Right. Well, there's well, different absolutely. levels of consciousness. So maybe they're not stuck. They're just, just at a, a different level. Yeah, it's just uh it's it's they've graduated to the Mandela effect or understanding reality shifts, and then they'll eventually go on beyond that to the next level of consciousness, whatever that is, and, and then on and on, because it's mm -hmm. always a continual process. So I love that. So just don't don't limit yourself to the Mandela effect. You'll it, you'll keep on going no, beyond that. No. No, that's what I'm looking into the whole linear time thing, uh, quantum physics, quantum mechanics. Um, is that stuff even real? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just more stuff they fed us, so I don't know. But math, is it real? Is math real? Is science real? This is stuff they fed us. So I don't know. I look at it, you know, learn from it, grow from it, use it if I can. Okay. Yeah. Well, Anthony, it's been a fascinating conversation. I very much adored it and I and I'd want to have so much more. But thank you for offering your thought provoking book. Uh, everybody go and get it. it. If you're into Mandela effects, reality shifts, it's a great one to add in because everybody's perspective is 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 valid. So go and get a copy of Anthony's book, Mind Beyond Matter, The Mandela Effect. And you, you could just visit Amazon.com and you can look up the book title or Anthony Santos Suso and you will find mm -hmm. it there. Um, 
And aside from that, thank you kindly to our listeners you're for you're listening welcome. to Yo, you're welcome oh, for listening to another <laughs> for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.